Jingle bells, jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. No. It's that week, Cassie. It's that week. I hate everything about it already. (laughs) It's that week. It's Christmas week, and uh, welcome to another episode of Fits with the Founder. I'm your founder, Nick. Got Cassie here. A.K.A. The Grinch. Yeah, well, we were just talking about The Grinch. We got some, uh, I was telling her I had some uh, heavy-hitting questions from a six- and four-year-old this week of, (laughs) where does The Grinch live, which she actually knew. What is it? Mount Crumpet. I knew he lived on a mountain. I just didn't remember the name it's of like, it. Yeah, like, it's like a hill. Like, but then I made the know. mistake of telling him that he maybe lives in the woods, and no. then they got scared of that. <laughs> And then, and then they asked me what his age was, which I'm like, I don't really think he ages. And they go, well, do you think he's in his mid forties? I said, yeah, that sounds right. To them. That's like ancient. You know that, right? Yeah, it's true. It, it is. But uh heavy hitting Christmas, but uh Merry Christmas, happy holidays to everybody out there. Um, but we have to have a podcast right before Christmas here. And yeah. Talk about what happened. Big weekend. If you're a uh, Tiger Woods lover like me. I mean, yeah. It was, it was fine. <laughs> what? Come on, Charlie Woods? Yes. Okay, I love Charlie. Yes, I am a big fan. How funny was it? I guess it wasn't funny, but it was a little funny because I'm a little weird like that. Like him hurting his foot and watching oh, him limp around yeah. and his dad limp around. You're it's like weirdly cute. That's yeah. weird. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah. and they were twinning in every other way too. Like they were wearing like the same colors and they got the little club twirl. It's very cute. I love the. Uh, they asked. I saw one like you know. God, you couldn't even open Instagram or Twitter without. Just of being flooded by this And they stuff. didn't even win, which is the best part. No. Like, well, they were in Fuego on Saturday. Sure were. And then it kind of died off. A little. They had an unbelievable, they were like 10 under through 11, yeah. then kind of died off the last couple, you know, last nine. And then, um, and then they had others. But there was one where they were talking about a Snoopy hat on Sunday. Uh-huh. And did you see this? Mm-mm. So they asked, they're like, hey, Charlie, what's up with the Snoopy hat? And he goes... Well, if I'm being, if I'm honest with you, it was the hat in my closet that fits my head the best, and I like it. <laughs> and his dad's like, "Yeah, good answer." Yeah, that's fair. So he just wore a Snoopy hat because it was the one in his closet. And I mean, at the end of the day, good. he's still like ten or whatever. Right. Like, he's still I a mean, kid. but you're thinking you're like your dad is getting you like definitely tons of like Nike's definitely sending him tons of stuff. And you chose and he this. Just decide, <laughs> and he's just like, you know, I'm gonna wear the Snoopy hat, which is kind of cool. It's cute. Um, but they didn't make it. They, no. But. DJ and Cass did. Yes. So it took me a while to realize that it was Cass with a Q. I'm for sure changing my name. It's it's going to be Cassie with a Q. I think I'm doing it. So it's funny because like when I saw this happening, like Cass when he was younger, kind of like Charlie's age, was unbelievable at golf. And they were talking about him being like, you know, this next superstar and stuff. I actually have, I was just telling you before we got on this, like told myself all week and I was going to research it and I just haven't. I want to know what happened to Cass. I don't know if yeah, they told know. the story, but like he, he never really became the phenom that a lot of people thought he was going to become because early on he was practicing hard like his For dad sure. and stuff. And I kind of want to hear, I heard rumblings. He might have gotten a little like off track and some bad, you know, people like I shouldn't say that just got with the wrong group. Sure. And kind of derailed. But maybe this will get them back because, man, they played good. They did. And they were like celebrate. It was really cute. Like the the father son celebration. It was yeah. awesome. I mean, there's nobody that works any harder at golf than uh, VJ Singh. That's Correct. for sure. Whenever I come across his stuff on the internets about his workout and like practice, it's unbelievable. I mean, he used to do it when he was younger, but it, to do it at his age still is pretty unbelievable. Um, Pretty cool. Then you had Team Daily, which, again, if it wasn't tiger i want a daily yeah. show and it was so great because yesterday leading up to it i'm following it on twitter or instagram and they're like so he's tea times at 12 51 daily shows up at 12 31, uh, 31. he showed up 20 minutes before yeah. <laughs> 
No balls hitting. No, didn't do anything. Just got. Has it was his amazing. Diet Co- yeah, he gets his Diet Cokes and his pack of smokes and goes to work. Amazing. It yeah. was so good. I was like, this man is amazing. But you want to know something? His Daily Junior. What's his name? I can't think of it right now. I'm mind blanking. I just call him Little Daily. Yeah, I'm mind blanking because they don't do it. It's Junior. It's John. Hey, is it John, John Junior? So okay. Junior, yeah. So I do the same thing. I just call him Junior. Little Daily. But he's gonna be good. Like he's he's a good player. He is, and he's kind of got his dad's like attitude too, which could be good or bad, yeah, but it, well, we'll he, I think it's going to work out for him, so it, it's fine. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, Annika and her son, that he was, was so cute. Okay, so I'm not the one to say, oh, that's cute. Oh, But, but I was. will say there was, especially because the first, I didn't know they were playing or whatever, mm-hmm. and the first thing I did see, obviously, was a Tiger thing. It was when she came up to greet Tiger mm-hmm. and then introduced her son to Tiger, and you could tell they were all, like, drooling, and, like, it was pretty cool. That's a cool moment. My favorite thing about the two of them is he walked in a putt, like, Tiger style, and it was not a gimme. Let me just say, it was not a gimme. He walked it in, did a little fist pump. It was so cute. I'm like, this kid's amazing. <laughs> right. I mean, it was it was good. Ugh, love it. We also had the match. So did you watch it? Yeah, no. So I did not watch it. That oh, was uh, your husband was without you for it, Tiger. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I want so first of all, there was a couple things that happened with that match that kind of I, I had um I was hunting with my six year old that more that day mm-hmm. and my goal was to get in from hunting and turn this thing on. Well, Long story short is, is it was muzzle loader season, so we were literally, you know, it's like Civil War shooting gun. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like you're packing this thing just like they did in the Civil War. Well, we ended up getting a deer at like 420. So anyway, long story short, we had to take care of this deer and get all that. So I missed it. Oh. That's, but here's one thing. So I did watch a lot of highlights. I pretty much did a scour of the internet seeing every little thing. For some reason, in my head, I never real thought about the fact that it was going to be at night and it was going to be under lights. Yeah. I don't know why that didn't, until I started watching the, the that night I get in, like after I get cleaned up and everything, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go watch some highlights. I'm like, it's under lights. Really? <clears throat> Duh. It has to be. Yeah. But I didn't think about it. That's cool. That was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I love the trash talking, too. That was my favorite part. It was literally where I was going with this. That was my favorite part. And um, there was a video that was floating around social media after the fact that Justin and Jordan did, because obviously Justin and Jordan won. Yeah. And they literally like both filmed, like, what happened? Just trolling Tiger and Rory, which I think is incredible. Because, well, you know. Yeah. Well, they were playing all kinds of, like, did you see the shot of Justin? Had to hit, like, a three-wood or something, and Tiger kept putting his cart in reverse yeah. <laughs> the whole time. And I, yeah, I mean, they were just screwing with each other. Whatever. Because they're all such good friends. I honestly didn't think it would be a, tr- like, they kind of, Tiger and Rory kind of got rolled. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that would be the case. I was a little surprised I saw that. somebody say, like, Team Titleist routes Team TaylorMade. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, I didn't think about that either. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I should, that should be on my radar big time, and it wasn't. Yeah. Whoops. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, but that was fun. It was, it was one of the best. So, of the recent matches that we've had, because the first one, I think, was the best one still. But of the recent ones, having four pro golfers that we all enjoy watching I think was key not that I don't like the celebrities but this was better well this right is better. I think the the past couple and I think we talked about this on the last one I got a little like jaded because like I started not liking them yeah 
And then after watching all that I got to watch of this one, basically, all these highlights, I was really kind of sad. Now, of course, I could have tried to go back and watch it, but I wasn't going to do it. Sure. But this gets me more excited to watch future ones if they do it. Like, this format I thought was really good. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it. I, I think I underestimated it. It turned out really good. I'll watch. I'll be sure I don't miss it next time. Depending on who's playing, at the very least. But yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Like, you put four people like that together. That was a good so one. So fun. Yeah. They're all friends outside, and so it gets, you know, the smack talking and whatever. I love it. Uh, we also had, so the only real live news that kind of happened this week or Is in the last CEO two weeks. Is it CEO or COO? I thought it was COO. Let me click on it. So what, what he's COO. saying is it's our COO hour. <laughs> it's Live Golf's COO that stepped down. Um, long and short of it, he was a, a previous Tampa Bay Buccaneers executive. He was he was hired by Live Golf to basically be the operating officer. And there's not a lot of details about why he's stepping well, down. Oh, I Google searched the shit out of this. Did you? So well, I try not I to get too tea. deep because I don't want to start getting the ads about Live Golf on my, my Facebook because everybody's tracking me all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't want those ads. But I, I wanted the tea on this to kind of understand what maybe could, because you're at the Buccaneers, you probably have a pretty good job, the whole nine yards. Then you take this, you probably get taken away because, you know, Saudis probably thought, you know, they gave you a bunch of money to do it. You thought it was a cool challenge, all mm -hmm. these things. Again, I'm talking out of my ass here because who knows. Sure. Um, but this is what I'm thinking in my head. And then like all of a sudden you want to leave, like either there's something shady going on that you don't want to be a part of. Um, you didn't get the deal you thought you were going to get, or maybe he just doesn't like the fact that I'm guessing these people have to also travel around the world with these things. More than likely. And maybe he thought it was just more than he wanted to do. Maybe. And so I just kind of want to know what it is and it'll be interesting to uh, see when more info comes. Well, you know it's going to leak. Whether they want it to or not, yeah, you know sooner it's going to Yeah, sooner or later leak. it will. Yeah, so that, that happened. The COL resigned after just one year, so they're going to replace him. And then... I'm guessing we're reading way too much into it and it's probably nothing, but who knows. I, that's a pretty big position to step away from after just a year. You know what I mean? Like they, in their mind, they had a successful first season, whether they did or not is is up for debate but yeah. I, I don't know man that's a I, I feel like it's more nefarious I'm with you I got my tin hat on my, my conspiracy <laughs> theory hat nice. <laughs> um, outside of that there wasn't a ton going on obviously we're kind of in a weird kind of off-season time right now so yeah let's... there's not gonna be mostly gonna be bowl games and college basketball for the next yeah. couple of weeks I don't I think there's no golf tournaments for two weeks, I don't think. Nothing we would care about. Yeah. I, don't, I, I know I looked at that the other day, too. Yeah. But then we get into the full swing, and then it's going to be one Amazing. one banger tournament out of another. Correct. So, and I think, you know, if I correct it correctly, the PGA Tour is trying to make it so that bigger names, like, kind of play more. Mm -hmm. not, not necessarily play more events, but it seems like they play more events, which would be good because the, I will be honest. There's just some weekends when I'm like, there's just not enough good players at yeah. this thing. Well, they spread to say it's 17 tournaments where they have the elevated purse at $20 million, right. which is basically what you would get pre in previous years at a major. So now they have 17 events at that purse, and obviously those bigger names are going to chase that money. So yeah, well, that, that should help. For sure. I'm, yeah. I would chase that money, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, what about club champion news? Do we have any fun demos? Uh, yeah, we we got some stuff going out. So we had the Aldola Vanquish, Ooh, which fancy. is a new line from Aldola. Um, it's actually been in Asia for a little while, but now it's coming to the States. It's basically like a, a premium lightweight line. They've actually had some pretty good luck with this on the LPGA Tour and some senior. Um, although I've swung it. It's not to say it has to be in that. I think on major tours because, you know, PGA Tour players are really fast. But for the average golfer that like we fit, Premium, like... 
uh, lightweight, something that can withstand some club head speed, but not be super heavy. I can see being very good. And we do have luck in like that 40 and 50 gram. So I'm excited to see what this line can do when we get into no fittings, but I, I, I'm a fan of it. Uh, also, uh, Diamana GT, which is basically a fifth generation Diamana. Um, you know, it's not whiteboard, red board, blue board anymore. Um, you basically have TB, PD, and GT. Uh, the GT basically, however you want to look at it, it kind of takes over the whiteboard in a way, but not really. It's kind of like back in the old days and the golf geese on here will know it. If you were a blue board or a whiteboard, so kind of mid launch or low launch, there was, if you were to go in between those two, that's kind of a good way to say the GT series. So it's going to be still easy to swing that premium feel good, you know, looks awesome. Um, kind of a, you know, kind of a mid ball flight, if you will, uh, mid to low ball flight, but not feel super stiff. Sure. Um, it's good. And then the Miura 502, Two uh, is finally in the stores. So it's basically like uh, it's not their full tournament blade. That's they still have that, but it's basically a blade with a little bit more forgiveness. It looks like a blade, but you can see from the back that they distribute the weight a little different than a blade uh, without putting a cavity on there. So uh, 501, which is its predecessor, was a really good seller. And for people that don't know Miura, I mean, it's about as high end old craftsmanship forged golf clubs as you can get. Um, so if you're that kind of bladey, player or just slightly above you know might be a little worse than a blade this mirror 502 might be an interesting thing to look at and they're in the stores now they look really good and again for people who may not heard it on our last podcast the tailor made irons the 770 the p7mc and the p7mb are all in stores too and we're seeing great results with that stuff right off the bat also look really good too yeah yeah so <laughs> a lot of fun designs coming out and then you know obviously we're gonna go off we'll be back in two weeks and it'll be january which is stupid and i'll probably Probably get myself in trouble and start leaking some other cool things la, at that la, point la, too. La, la, I hear but I'll wait till at least to do it in the month that they're releasing. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's, so, that's something. Uh, you see, make it. But January is going to be a big month of announcements of a lot of cool stuff. So I'm yes. excited about that. We also have uh, a new store. So Destin, Florida, yep. is now open. Yeah. Yes. As of when we opened to have this podcast. Quite literally, it opened today. Yeah, today. You're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, And then we always have our 50% um, off of fitting special when we open a new store. But good news, we actually have that nationwide right now. So you have to book by the end of the month, which when you guys hear this is going to be very close to the end of the month. So get your bookings in. But it's 50% off your fitting with a purchase of 500 or more. It's our normal winter promotion that we run at the end of the year. Um, And honestly, you can book out through the end of January. So all that stuff Nick was just talking about leaking to you guys will be on the shelves. <laughs> now we also have gift card promotions running until the end we of the have, year. We have it through um, basically around Christmas. So when you guys hear this, it'll be a few days out. But if you need a last minute gift, we also do e-gift cards that you can literally like email to the person you're gifting. Um, it's for 15% bonus on gift cards. And quite literally, you can just go on our site and send it straight to them instead of actually going out to a store and, you know, dealing with people. So that's fun. And then we also have some interesting news. Um, Since the next time we talk to you guys, it'll be January, as Nick just mentioned. We are making some changes in our social space. So um, as many of you guys know, early in the year, basically January of 2022, we acquired TXG, our Canadian friends. And one of the things that you guys probably know, TXG is very um, well known for, is their digital presence. They have a huge YouTube following. They're very active on social media, very engaged on social media. Um, And the the TXG team and the club champion team have been kind of putting our heads together to see how we can best uh, present 
content to you guys, whether it's video content, social content, whatever it is. So the um, result is that we are going to combine forces early in January. So the YouTube channel and Instagram channel, we are basically combining forces and we will be operating under TXG, a club champion brand. So instead of following club champion moving forward, you guys will be able to follow TXG, a club champion brand, which will be our joint forces. And you'll see um, Ian from TXG and you'll see, you know, Matt from TXG. And then you'll also see Nick, obviously, and then Jake and some of the people that you guys have seen in, in our content as well. It'll basically be a mixed bag channel that kind of talks to both sides of the golf industry. So um, just a heads up on that. If you guys want to go ahead and go follow the TXG YouTube and Instagram accounts, that will be rebranded very early on in 2023, which is very excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I think this is a, a good move. It, it makes it less confusing. And with all the people, because you'll even get introduced to some others of our other international partners yes. probably with this. We're going to bring some of the brightest fitting minds in the game yes to this channel and to our social networks and i'm excited that we're gonna you know kind of have some continuity to it and you know it'll be really fun it will yeah, yeah. I, it'll, it's great to join forces with them because they're obviously doing great work and a lot of the stuff that we're doing is stuff that they maybe hadn't thought about so yeah. it's like now you guys get the best of both worlds yeah we get great. it all and it's not you don't have to jump back and forth and do all this stuff it's all in one spot makes complete sense and i'm excited yeah it's gonna be great all right so we're gonna jump right into our interview we're doing things a little bit differently this week we are going to be talking to our ceo adam levy Well, we're joined today with a special guest. I guess kind of special. Kind get, of. <laughs> well, we work with him every day. Yes, but we do. You, the listeners may not know him. Adam Levy, our CEO. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Great so, to be here. So, yeah, we, we wanted to bring on Adam and talk about club champion and talk about how Adam got to club champion and kind of all the different things that we've had fun doing since Adam got here and what we expect to do in the future with club champion. Yeah. So we're excited to talk to him. This is going to be kind of a year in review, but also an Adam in review, because I think even some of our fitters might not know some of these things about Adam. So, I mean, let's just dive in. So you came to club champion basically the end of 2020 or early 2021. And that was after a long career in retail and you were in a lot of different industries. So talk to us about your previous experience and what brought you to golf? Uh, sure. Um, I've been in retail for a while. So prior to this, I worked at a luggage and accessory company called Toomey. And after that, I was in the optical industry and both actually had no experience working in either um, and, and learned a lot and really liked it. Uh, in the optical industry, we ended up selling, we had a, a big company and that was comprised of two smaller companies. We sold both of the smaller companies and I basically was out of a job at that point and said, well, I probably should figure out something to do. <laughs> um, and I got a call for only like the second or third time in my career from a recruiter. Um, Cause normally previous to that, I had worked with people and they just called me up and said, Hey, would you like to work with me? And I said, sure. This time I didn't. And so they explained what the concept was. And then I went to a store and I was literally blown away. And I was like, this is unbelievable. And when I interviewed with the uh, ownership group, they, I basically, they asked me to describe it. I just said, it's unstoppable. There's, I mean, it's unstoppable. And I pretty much am sticking to that. So I uh, really like it. Been great. Well, I think there's more, there's a little bit more. I got two things I'll go off on a tangent on these. I think one, there's a little bit more to it. I mean, you just didn't become like the CEO of Toomey or president of Toomey and the other. I mean, you kind of grew up in retail, didn't you? 
I did. I was a merchant. I started out on a Macy's training program. I was there for 10 years and I was a merchant and picked lots of product and ran numbers. And that was great. And I, I actually, if I had to go back to like a first love, I love getting to pick product out. I really enjoy it. I don't do it at all pretty much anymore. Because Nick does it all. He picks all the products and says no well, to nothing. I, I, first of all, Adam, there are certain things that we do that Adam sure. gives me his input on because, <laughs> you know, like when we pick out clothing for like the fitters and stuff, you can see it come out in him because yeah. like, you know, I don't know anything about that world and he'll lay it all out and he has it all folded right and it, he's like <laughs> picking the color that goes with the other color and I'm watching him I'm like, that's something I'm not good yeah. at, but it's kind of fun to watch somebody who likes it and does it. Yeah. That's true. That is yeah. true. But, you know, I think it's cool because like, you know, when we were, you know, getting to know each other in the process of you coming to Club Champion, I think one of the coolest things is Adam does understand that retail like mindset, the customer and how that whole thing and servicing the customer works. And I think that's, you know, very important because we're big at Club Champion about servicing our clients. Yeah, no. And that's something I have a lot of experience with, which is great. And I think uh, Nick has a tremendous customer focus and customer first mentality, which is, I think, really what's been the success of the company. Um, And so that's kind of been my experience, too. And so, you know, I, I love walking into a store and thinking about it from their perspective. Like, what would you do differently? What would you like to see differently? And just talking to them and finding out. So customer feedback is key. Another fun fact since Adam got here, he's, uh, it wasn't that he wasn't a golfer when he came, he was a golfer, but he was a golfer like probably most people that play golf, like right? casual. Casual golfer. And he's gotten bit by the golf bug <laughs> to the point where he now has two sets of clubs and he hits balls pretty much every morning from like five to like six or five fifteen to six. And he really works on his game, which I think is fun. He's got, you know, like we all come here. I, you know, mine's tamed down a little bit over 20 some years, but most of the people who work here really get bit by the bug and to watch him do that's been fun too. Like we'll get in a meeting. They'll be like, man, I'm really struggling with this or that. He's like, any thoughts? And that's great. I'm so. not proud. I take help from anybody. I'm, I'm working my way up to mediocre. So. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, well, you mentioned so obviously you were a casual golfer beforehand coming into the golf space especially such a niche category as club fitting um, and maybe not having as as deep of an understanding of what a true club fitting is prior to coming here was that the most intimidating thing or was there something else to coming to club champion that kind of made you shake in your boots a little um you know i'd say first certainly being a uh, very average golfer and coming into a club champion store you know it was a little intimidating um because you know, the level of uh, the caliber of people in there, certainly the fitters and and probably most of the customers are a heck of a lot better than I was. So, you know, I didn't know anything about fittings too much. And so when you, you walked in, you know, I wasn't really sure am I good enough for this? And then, you know, they did kind of explain to me, well, look, you know, the worse you are, probably the better chance you have to improve. So a high handicapper is probably going to get a lot more out of the fitting than somebody who's, you know, a scratch golfer. Um, And so that kind of made it easier for me. But I had, you know, not knowing that going in, I was a little bit nervous. And I'd say the other thing is, and this has happened anytime I've tried something new, is just, you know, I didn't know a lot about the golf industry. And so, oh my God, you got to start from square one again. But I I got really lucky in that, you know, uh, both Joe and Nick were incredibly patient and kind of taught me a lot. Yeah, we've been trying to give them the crash course of the golf industry. We go, (laughs) yeah, we do it a little weirder over here than than maybe the industry. not the normal retail space. It's unique. Uh Not saying it's right, but that's how it's done. But but uh, no, and it's been fun, too, because like when he first came on again, I could see the intimidation because he's like Joe and Nick or whatever, or good golfers. So like if we went out to go play golf, he's like, I'm not too sure. And we'd be like, 
You just, just got to jump in and do it. And he's done a good job of doing it. And I don't think he's as bad as he thinks. It's like all <laughs> golfers. I'm horrible. And then you play and you're like, it's not that bad. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's funny to hear our CEO talk about like, well, I was intimidated coming to Club Champion because I, you know, I just didn't know if I was going to be good enough to like be in this role. That's literally what our customers feel like when they're coming yeah. into Club Champion is like, right. I don't know if I'm good enough for this. So this extends far beyond the actual fitting process, which Once is interesting. Once you do it, you're great. And then you move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have the experience and you're good. What about what was most exciting to come here? Is it just like, like you said, a new opportunity or was there something else? Um, I think it, a new opportunity and, and I interviewed with a lot of people and I just, you know, it's the people. It, yeah. it always is. And I have to say still so many people pass the beer test. Like you, you'd want to go out and have a beer with them and, and it's, they're just great. Yeah. And so that's probably the, the thing that I've probably enjoyed the most. So it always comes down to the people. The people have been phenomenal. I mean, Nick's never going to say no to going out and having a beer. I love having a <laughs> Sometimes he ends up riding on suitcases and, yeah. you know. Oh, that, that, that was a long time ago. That was great. <laughs> I still don't think, I don't know why that company didn't make it. Did I ever tell you this? So we're at the PGA show and we're out with some vendors and we're having some drinks or whatever. And my buddy Vic goes, hey, hold on. My friend has this new device. I want to show it to you. It's a suitcase that turns, is it to me? It's a suitcase that you can sit on and then you pull up a handle and it has a battery pack in it and you can ride it through the airport. Like a scooter. Like a little scooter. There is video of this. That's and there's a video of me riding it through the parking lot and then Joe riding it through the parking lot. Oh I can't remember how much it was. It was a little price at the time where it was like, eh. But it was like one of the, but it was pretty cool and it would basically hold anything, like a smaller suitcase, like a one or two day suitcase. Yeah. I think we talked about this when Vic was on and can you just imagine like going to O'Hare and just seeing somebody like on a little scooter suitcase? I <laughs> I Obviously, cannot. the concept didn't take off, Clearly but I no. thought it was very Did cool. Did it come with a horn or something? So You, you know what? It, it didn't, but that probably was a good idea because <laughs> you were going to run some people over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So let's talk about the industry a little bit. So, Adam, in your opinion, where's the most white space, whether it's the fitting world or golf equipment world? Where do you think there's the most room for growth? I think I'm, I'll, I'll push this over to Nick if it's going to talk about equipment. There's Ooh. there's nobody better versed, <laughs> certainly <laughs> yeah. the company and probably in the industry than Nick. So uh, boomerang well, question. I think that yeah, I think there's some things too that we both agree on that maybe even look at this question. Like to me, there's still all this white space of like people think when they come to Club Champion, I have to be what we just talked about, good, or I have to have a lot of money. That couldn't be the farthest from the truth on any of those. Yes, you're probably going to spend more with us a lot of the times than you will with somebody else. But the reality of it is, is over a lifetime, you won't because you're going to use these clubs longer. They're not, you're not going to change as often. I mean, how many stories have you ever heard? But getting back to the white space, I still believe that if we can, we've only got, Adam, what is the statistics? There's like 8 million golfers. Yep. Avid golfers. Out avid there. golfers. 8 million avid golfers. And I think we have 200,000 of them. In our database. Yeah. So like to me, there's still just so many golfers out there that just haven't realized what we do, why we do it, and that they should take part in it. Sure. And so I know Adam and myself and Joe, the whole team, we all work together to try to figure out how can we get that point across. So that's one. When it actually comes down to equipment, well, I still think shafts are like in the infancy of doing what they can do for a golfer. I think there's going to be, you know, way more weight profiles, torque profiles, bend profiles that are going to allow us as fitters to even get more technical with you. Not that you need to get more technical, but we can, you know, split the hairs a little bit to get more performance out of your golf clubs. Heads are a little bit, I get this asked all the time, like, do you think heads are, you know, way farther along or at the end of that cycle? And I said, well, I think it's more middle. I still think we'll find in engineering and all that and different materials that they're going to be able to 
do some things that we didn't think was done. And then plus, you know, the governing bodies of golf that govern these things are going to change the rat race, if you will, or the maze. And so then that'll, you know, what an engineer can do will change and you'll get it. So I still believe there's tons of white space for not only improvement on equipment, but also just this whole understanding of club fitting and how it can just fast track your, you know, your game. Yeah, I think one thing tangentially related to that is what we're doing with AI, artificial intelligence, and the fitter co-pilot. And that's something, Nick, you spearheaded, which yep. is, I think has been amazing. And how that kind of, which you probably could talk about, how that actually has worked, how you developed it, and how that works with our fitters, because it certainly doesn't replace a fitter. Fitters are no. crucial to it. But I thought that was amazing. Well, and from a white space standpoint, is is incredible opportunity. That's a really good point, too, because what people may not realize is, is and, and this is every industry, it's what scares me sometimes when I go to a doctor or something else. There's so many like answers to the question, right? And so somebody's just got to make a call and go, this is the right answer. And they'll use data to get there just like we do, right? We use data to get there. But with 65,000 plus combinations that we have, it's hard in an hour and a half for a normal fit or three and a half hours. Like we got to make sure we get to it. So what AI, what we're trying to do is develop, how can we make uh, our fitters get there quicker? But the other thing is, is we all have internal biases. You know, we're branding not no one's telling our fitters what to sell, but at the end of the day, there's certain products that a fitter likes because they've seen it solve a problem. Just like a doctor might use a certain medicine more than another doctor because he's seen it work more or whatever. It's no different. What the AI like is it keeps turning that bucket over, right? It keeps turning the soup. And so now it's going to give you that chance to really like have this all in and know that you got the best out of your game. There's, there's plenty of white space there. You're right. And I was thinking too, when I was talking to you about it, it was interesting. I asked you on, on using it and you admitted and said, look, you know, it comes up sometimes with suggestions that I wouldn't have thought of that are pretty interesting that helps me. And Nick's not going to say it, but he's one of the best fitters in the world. And so if he can be open to saying, well, wait, that could be a pretty interesting thing Absolutely. that I might not have thought about. My God, that helps We can everybody. learn every day. You're right. We can learn every day. And I think that takes the human biasness out of it. And that's why we call it the AI co-pilot, because it's not meant to be the silver bullet. It's meant to help the fitter take some of their human biases out of it and then also help them sometimes times make not a bad decision because when you're trying to you know work through a ton of product this is how it works yeah interesting um and then so let's talk about this is the retail space but it's really just the world at large so as everybody listening to this knows there was what we're we've been calling the covid boom so golf obviously had kind of the opposite experience as other retail spaces because golf is something you could go out and do safely hypothetically um during covid and there was a huge boom after covid kind of calmed down a little bit so adam you kind of lived through this, right? Like you came at the tail end of 2020 and you were here early 2021. So you you lived through the entire thing of what we'd consider the COVID bubble. So how did that compare to other defining experiences for you in retail? Yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, it's it's unique. I think it's its own animal for sure. Um, you know, I've definitely run a business during a recession and, you know, it's kind of tough out there now in general, I think, from an economic standpoint. And that's less fun, but we don't get to only work during the good times. You know, the only thing I'll say about when either businesses are tough or you get thrown a curve, you know, it forces you to look at things differently and you really learn more, frankly, during a difficult business environment than you do when it's a great business environment. You're just literally trying to fill orders and say, okay, how can we get through it? And so, you know, I think we've done a lot of, you know, different innovative things like the co-pilot, like other things that say, okay, well, how are we going to adapt and how are we going to, you know, become better? And, you know, I think we're a better company, frankly, because of it. Not that I'm rooting for any sort of bad economics or anything, anything after COVID. I am not. But um, we've definitely learned a lot. I think, though, 
I think, you know, backing him up on that, I think one of the greatest things about what's fun about Club Champion is we are very agile and we are all willing to learn. And I think, you know, like I tell my kids, and it's definitely the mantra we have, you know, leading the company is, is you can learn in wins, you can learn in losses, and then you can learn in hard times and good times. And I think we all learn and we, we're willing to try things, pivot, do all this stuff. COVID for me was just like the ride I've never even expected yeah. would ever happen. Like, you know, I remember sitting there in 2020, April 2020, and looking at Joe and like, we're going to land the plane and who knows if it ever gets off the ground again, right? right? And then the plane was, you know, in the space within two months of that where we were like, oh, hold on, this thing's going to burn up if we don't like control it. And so it was an interesting ride and he came in at a very interesting point in golf. And it's it's been fun to kind of work through it with him and, and see what we could do. But uh, we'll see what happens now with what's going on out there in the environment. But I think, you know, for us, since we cater to discerning golfer, hopefully we're going to be in a really good spot. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a little bit about, about the past, but let's talk a little bit about the future. So Adam, what is your biggest takeaway from 2022 for the brand club champion? Just huge growth and opportunity. You know, certainly adding new customers is something I think Nick, you alluded to 8 million avid golfers out there. And that's just the avid ones. There's other people who are not avid and it's a bigger number than that. But, you know, we've got 200,000 in our database. So that's another 7.8 million people to get in front of. Um, it's just getting our message out there. That, that is really, uh, um, you know, to me, the biggest takeaway out there, you know, there's so much passion for golf equipment. We talked about our customer experience. It's amazing. I mean, it's one of the things that I love about this. It's I've never seen a experiential retail company, frankly, and one like ours where people are high-fiving in the bays and they're fist bumping and it's just such a positive and different experience. And, you know, I don't know if you go in anywhere else and I don't know, you go buy an iPhone or a pair of socks, I, you probably don't, aren't doing a lot you of high-fiving. You high-five your socks? Guy? I, I don't. Got to be honest with <laughs> you. I, ha- I, I have not done that. Um, so my youngest, we need to get you some better socks, man. <laughs> my youngest daughter really likes socks. She might have done that, but um, you know, I, I'm not much of a sock guy on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and where would you see us heading? Like, what? I mean, I kind of <laughs> know, but like for our listeners, where where are we heading in 2023? Like, what is going to be the club champion kind of path? I think we're going to continue to open up more stores. Clearly, uh, you know, we are doing very well domestically. We have 105 uh, stores today in 39 states. Um, so that's going to continue to grow and that's going to be great. Uh, the thing that's been incredible is international. And so when you look at kind of where we are today in four different countries with, you know, seven stores, you know, the white space out there and the opportunity for growth internationally is incredible. And so that's been really exciting to be a part of. And, you know, it's kind of like when Club Champion only had a handful of stores, Nick, which you certainly remember. And then you look at it and said, oh, my God, the uh, it's just just ripe for the taking. There's so much growth. And that's kind of how international looks right now. And and even though, you know, we have a lot of stores domestically, you could still make that argument easily because we're we're nowhere nowhere done domestically either. So it's been that's probably the biggest one. If you put a gun to my head right now, right before he said that and said how many states are we in, I would not have pulled that number out of my ass. I just recently did that because People ask me and I just didn't know. I know obviously our store count, but yeah, I, people ask me all the states time about though? the states. So I had done it. So it's nice. I would probably burn it in my head now that he said it too. Cause like I just recently did that too. Yeah. But we're going to open in 2023. We're going to be in new states. Like I, I can never keep we track just of that to get metric. To Montana and then I'm going to move there. No, Hawaii. 
Well, that's, to Hawaii. that's on the docket. Yeah, let's it, go. It's, it's on the list. I, yeah. I will happily be there to open that store. We have so many volunteers <laughs> who are willing to help out from a real No, hold on. We can do the podcast you know, it's live, though. It's expensive to live there, though. I, well, I want to live there. I want to go there for a week. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Me too. <laughs> only, only a week? Oh, yeah. A week or two is fine. We can that's... do a live podcast. We have a better reason to go. Yeah, that's true. Nick we and I live, are live we'll be on the first flight. from our Hawaii. Do we know what island we're looking at? I um, okay. We put Adam I, on the spot. He can't say, say it. Not going to say. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's in the Honolulu vicinity. I've never been to Hawaii. Be my, believe it or would not, be the, no, me neither. Would be how I would say that we'd be looking at. Isn't that, the flight but. atrocious? Like, I don't know. I've so been to long. a lot of places in my life. I've been very fortunate, but like Hawaii's just never been a place I've gone. It's for sure a bucket yeah. list thing. Even if I have to go there for work, still a bucket list thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. I just want to see Dog the Bounty Hunter. That's a reason. I mean. I don't really want to maybe have one beer with him, and then I figure that's probably enough. But Your I'm goals curious. are very different in life than I'm mine. I'm curious what he's like. Okay, anyway, side tangents. Okay, so... Um, no, let's let's get out of business. Let's get into yeah, the podcast. Yeah, let's get to this. So, uh, Adam is one of our faithful listeners. He is. Every, every two weeks. We got, some, we got We do have a good number of faithful listeners after two years. Uh, Cassie's always nice enough to put all the statistics together for us, but Adam is one of our faithful listeners. So, Adam, what was your favorite guest for with Fits of the Founder? Or yeah, favorite moment of listening? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with three. I would okay. say, you know, I liked what you guys did with Paige and with Jim Furyk, and then Ian was really interesting, yeah. too. You know, I just... I, I love when you go back and forth and you hear this, you know, the stories either or, or thoughts on fitting or things on the course. And I think it's really interesting. And then, you know, Paige is really engaging. Um, and, you know, it's just interesting to talk to somebody like a Jim Furyk, who's, you know, professional, you know, pretty, yeah, well, right. pretty well known guy or whatever. And, he, and he's great. Man shot you, 58 you, once. Yeah, yeah crazy. <laughs> and then when you're talking to him, it's like, yeah, they're really easy to talk to. And it's just, it's great. It's fun to listen. It's fun to listen. Nick, did you have a favorite guest that we've done? You know. Don't say Kyle, that's cheating. <laughs> that's pretty funny. We got to get Bo Jackson on here. That'll be probably my favorite when we do that. Um, let's see. This year, I mean, Furyk was better. You know, that was pretty good. Because really I can get good. geek talk with Furyk. So I like we that. We were on Zoom with him for, no joke, probably 40 minutes after the after podcast. The, and they just podcast, talking just about talking equipment. Geek that's talk. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I guess Furyk. I mean, a lot of my same list with him because those were our bigger guests, yeah. right? But like, even when we have like all our like vendor partners and stuff on, I, I enjoy every one of our guests because it's an interesting way for me to ask them. You know, typically we just talk about business. So let's let's what demos are we going to carry? You know, what's your pre book going to be? All this stuff. This was an opportunity for me to have more fun with them and yeah. get to know their actual life story because I don't really know it. And there were some really interesting ones. Like, um, man, my brain's going to go blank right now. Who was the Callaway? Uh, oh man, he's going to kill me. Uh, Neville. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know he was in Air Force. Oh, really? Okay. Did not know any of that. And then how he got into, you know, golf and the whole thing. I think all that's really cool. So no, I'm not going to pick necessarily one, but that's where I feel about it. What about you? Cassie? I mean, I, I have to give Paige, I got to give my girl the top spot yeah, because love. I love talking to her where I, she's my favorite. But I, I think a, a solid and really close second because I'm a nerd. It was Jeff Cottrell, the, the top golf CMO. Oh, marketing. Where I was like freaking out and asking him all these marketing questions. And he was like, like spitting out all these like inspirational quotes that I want to like put on my wall and whatnot. But he was great. It was different too. Like we don't usually right. talk to. I top told golf you marketing. when we did that one. I'm like, I have no idea who Jeff is. I have no <laughs> idea what we're doing here. I'm just going into this, and hopefully, I don't screw it up. You didn't even need to say anything. I yeah, you took over it over. Him. But I will say it was more. It was interesting, and I, I he was very engaging 
scene. He was. And he was good, and that was a good one. You're right. He, I loved it. It was so good. On that note, we'll have a lot of great guests next year, too. Yes. We've got a lineup already, so yeah. we're excited. All right. So something that people may or may not know about Adam is he's a big media consumer. He and I have really great conversations about TV, movies, books, music, everything. So um, I wanted to know if he had a recommendation for all of our listeners of any piece of media um, that he would recommend for you guys to listen to or take in. I'm not sure I do have one that I would say that I would that I would specifically go to right now that that uh, whatever I I like to read books I read thrillers so I enjoy okay, that I'll help I'll be because you that. do this all the time like he so many recommendations notes, like here's a recommendation on wine <laughs> I, do, I do have I do you know Nick's like pulling wines. post-it notes yeah, off his no, desk he right now <laughs> right he sent me a book what was the book uh, the Bo Jackson book that was pretty good um you know or, or like apps too he gave me this like flipbook app which actually now is my defect flip flipboard is great. It's now my de facto news app. Yeah. Because it has everything and mm-hmm. it, it's not very biased. So and it's, it's tailored content to what yeah. you want to see. So you can actually say, I'd like to learn about these. Because I used to do like the rotation of like CNN, Fox News, Drudge Report, because they all were like a little bit biased in one direction, but that would get me all around. Yeah. I thought Flipboard was a little bit more just hits you from everything. Like, it's good. And it's got sport. It's got everything. I like use you that. said, it's tailored. I do, to, yeah. I use that app a lot. I do like it. Well, okay. So let's say this. What is, let's say in the last 2022, what was your favorite TV show if you had to say it? Because I know wow. we've talked to this. Um, I don't know which one you were going to say is your favorite. Well, I did like The Sandman. I was going to say, I, I knew I that was going to be his I answer. Thought that was, I thought that was well done. Um, Neil Gaiman fan. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think anytime, you know, something that's creative or really different. Um, I haven't seen The Sandman. Know. What is that one? Uh, I mean, it's based on his Neil Gaiman's most popular graphic novel. Um, Adam has seen the whole thing. I'm not sure how religious it is to the graphic novel itself, but Neil Gaiman is wild. So you can is probably explain it better. Yes. Okay. I mean, I'd, I'd say The Boys. I think you guys I like about you that. Tur- we love that The Boys. Is, yeah. tur- one of you two turned me on to it or whatever. I think both, I think probably both. both. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I watched Our the first fans. episode. I'm like, I'm not too sure. And by the second one, I was hooked. You then. weren't hooked with the exploding human? Well, I just wasn't. I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. I'm like, Wait, are they real? Not real? Like what? It, like it just at first. It it's didn't, Marvel superheroes. If they I were know, assholes. it just didn't. I didn't take it like that. My head didn't go there. And then like by the second one, I'm like, yeah, I like it. Amazing. Yeah, that shows wild. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is wild. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> my wife's like, what are you wise heads explode and things? I'm like, oh, I like it. <laughs> so good. We talk books. We talk music. Um, he can only say our podcast is the best podcast. Obviously, so. even if it's not true, but it's. Do you really- listen to other podcasts besides us? Uh, not that many. Yeah. To be honest, I really enjoyed listening. Well, to you guys, I like the interplay back and forth. I have to say, it's it's really fun. It is a fun listen. So yeah. I I am religiously listening to your podcast every couple. What's weeks. your favorite podcast, Jesse? I'm well. I mean, I have to say ours. But well, <laughs> but, outside of ours, that's- so I have I have three that I listen to religiously. I have um, you must remember this, which is basically like a historical dive into various movies and and like old Hollywood and things like that, which is great um, because I'm into that. I also have Blank Check, which is where they talk about like they have directors and they'll go through their entire filmography, like people who had success early on, and they get a quote unquote blank check to make whatever they want. And a lot of times those checks bounce. So like Tim Burton is a good example of that, where they like went through his entire filmography. Um, and then there's Secret History of Hollywood, which is very similar to the first one. So I listen to all three of those religiously, but obviously fits with the founders, my favorite. Nick, <laughs> what about you? Well, so I'm not as sophisticated with my podcast. <laughs> 
Um, I listen to Pardon My Take, which is a three-day-a-week. It's like the world's largest sports podcast, and I love the guys on there. Um, there's another one by the same company, Barstool, that I listen to, which is Son of a Boy Dad. Yep. It's more of a comedic one, and it's a little bit of a weird comedy, but I like it. It's fun. It's whimsical. It's an hour. It's nothing. But then I don't really have a third. Like, I'll listen, like, uh, what's the one on Golf WRX? Like, Golf Junkie? Mm-hmm. I've been on it. I like that one. I like that one. Or I'll listen to Foreplay, which is uh, Barstool's golf podcast, which, yep. you know, that's one of the bigger golf podcasts, too. Fried but Egg I'll, is good. Shotgun Star. I forgot about Fried Egg. Fried Egg's really good. Here's the problem. With Fried Egg, I love Fried Egg. In certain topics, like... I can breeze through that thing like nothing. And sometimes it'll be, sorry, Andy, but it'll get just a, a little bit too geeky for me. And I'll be yeah. like, whatever. But we just did one with fried egg. I love them. Did you listen to it? Mine? Yeah, yeah of course I did. <laughs> I had so much fun doing that one where we took, we built bags of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, like what we would have played. And then we obviously, because we're geeks, went on huge tangents of like honorable mentions and all this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, well, and if I didn't do that, I would do this. It was it was fun. We had a good time doing it. Trying to make Nick nail down 14 clubs is like yeah, not impossible. That's what I told Andy. I'm like, you're asking me to, you know. Yeah. I, there was 900 golf clubs I wanted to play in the 80s. I'll give you a recommendation, Nick, because yeah. I know you like movies. And and uh, if you've never seen or listened to, rather, the re- watchables with bill simmons it's pretty good so you can pick what they'll pick a movie and they'll really deep dive it and these guys are so incredibly smart so for an hour and a half hour they 45 go down minutes, rabbit holes. unbelievably and they know facts about the actors and and the background on it and you can then pick and choose am i interested in this movie or am i not interested in the movie so it's a it's a pretty enjoyable listen cool Love i'll it. check it out We've already deviated from golf, so yeah, let's, let's deviate even further into yays and nays. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we we have six this time. This is going to be our last episode for 2022, so we added an extra one. Um, for those who don't know, we're sitting here recording basically the week of Christmas, so we're all kind of slap happy and whatnot. So we have more fun topics this week. Let's start with yay or nay, Adam, walking in putts. Uh, I'd be a yay on that. Yeah. I like the idea that if you're confident, you know, let's go for it. And if it misses, ah, so what? Who's going to remember? <laughs> Nick. Oh, yeah, I'm a big yay. Watching Charlie Woods walk in a couple mm. this weekend. And Annika's tears son. To my, tears to my eye. Oh, God. He's growing <laughs> up. He's going to be just like his dad. Yeah. Uh, big yay. I like it. I like it even more when they miss. When you go to walk it in and it doesn't happen, I like that even more. You like seeing the pain? I sure do. <laughs> but it's, it's the same thing. Careful, like, folks, if you play with Cassie. <laughs> I will never walk a putt in. I'm never going to set myself up for that failure, ever. Uh, um, I have, and I've done the miss walk. And yeah. I feel like you have to owe everybody you're playing. Well, with if you're gonna play, like if you're gonna play a game like I play, you know, like you got to have some swagger and try to, you know, intimidate some people. That's part of why Tiger used to do it. <laughs> I guess. So Tiger it always also worked. knew it, it was going in. Work, but it's worth the try. All right. So, yay or nay? Simulator golf. Well, that would be a strong yay. <laughs> I, I do it every day. And it's a great all-weather uh, way to play golf. So I'm, I'm, I'd have to say I'm all in there. So I, uh, people that don't know, I have a sim at home Mm -hmm. and I've always played sim golf in the winter. I call it sim season up here in the Chicago land area. And honestly, sometimes sim season is more fun to me than regular golf season. Now I'm kind of being joking around there, but I do love sim golf. Yeah. Now people that hate sim golf, I think they've just never even been taught how to properly 
understand the machine or understand how to do it. And I'm the first to admit, sim golf isn't always the same as out, like when I'm saying playing a golf course, like you're playing a golf course on the sim, not just getting numbers, right? If you're playing the golf course on a sim, you're going to play a golf course on a sim different than you're going to play a golf course outside. I get that. That's what's fun about it. Mm -hmm. Like you look at a lot of other countries, like in Asia, sim golf is ginormous. They have tours, leagues, you know, everything. And you watch them play and it's just like incredible. It's like big on YouTube and stuff. I've actually caught myself watching people play sim golf on YouTube. I almost want to walk out back and take myself out but <laughs> i like it that i like it that much that i think it's interesting i think it's golf is like that's growing people are doing it i mean it's no different than like watching somebody play a video game right. like that's, that's a huge well because i make fun of my boys for doing that yeah and then i turn around it. and watch sim golf yeah so then i'm like what am i doing like what am I? um i'm less of a yay than you guys so I, i'm a yay just because i like what we do here but if i'm playing 18 holes in a sim like a simulator, I start to feel claustrophobic. Really? Yeah, I just, it's too much in feeling enclosed in like the bay itself. I just, I get like antsy about it. So I just don't enjoy it as much as you guys do. But I love the fact because we're sitting here, it's like 12 degrees outside right now. We're going to get a snowstorm tomorrow as of recording. Like the idea that I can just pop into work and be like, I'm going to play 18. Like that's yeah. super fun. I like that. All right. I'm so excited for this fight. Yay or nay, New York style pizza. So that's an incredibly strong yay. Um, <laughs> let's start with and a couple things there. Number one, uh, a brick oven thin crust pizza is pretty much the greatest thing ever to happen in food. You grew if up you, with New York I, style, I, right? I grew up yeah. in Manhattan. That, that's where it is. I, I, I probably am going to take a hot take with this one and say I'm not really sure that I would acknowledge any other pizza <laughs> as... A lot of people are like that, though. Does he not understand that there are three Chicagoans in this room that'll take him out? Well, that's that's the best part. Like, you go to New York or you go to, like, uh, what is it? Like, up in Connecticut and, like, Massachusetts, they have a certain style pizza, too. And, like, they're all, like, Chicago is crap and blah, 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 blah. Or not crap, but some of them say that, actually. And I'm just like, here's the thing. I'm a lover of pizza. So I actually do like New York. I'm a yay for New York style pizza. Yeah. But I also love like a thin crust Chicago, old school Chicago pie. That's the thing. We've talked about this before. Chicago pizza is not deep dish. Deep it's dish not deep is dish. garbage. Yeah, deep dish. Well, I wouldn't go as far as garbage. It's but. garbage. <laughs> I like it. I'll eat a deep dish once every couple months. It's good. Uh, especially if you load it up correctly. But I agree. Chicago style is more of that thin Pub crust pizza. bar pie kind of like cut in squares. What I like about New York is thin, crispy, and I do love um, the big, like, I don't know if you call it big piece, but the triangle piece that can fold and eat. Yeah. Like, well, like and that. I dip my pizza in ranch dressing. That makes it a lot easier to dip it in ranch dressing. <laughs> Have you ever wow. tried French dressing? You don't, do you, I've not done the French dressing thing. Is that, you like that? Have you ever dipped your pizza, Adam? Uh, no. And as a callback on the podcast, I've never tried the pineapple either. So I know that that's, that's a lot of You want to go lunch today? <laughs> pineapple, pineapple and bacon pizza is what she wouldn't do the bacon part. Right. But pineapple bacon pizza is pretty good. Real good. I'll give it a Shockingly shot. good. Um, you can't eat it all the time, but every once in a while, pineapple bacon pizza for me. Or if you can find, if you know, a lot of places used to do Canadian bacon. Yes. Harder to find now. But if you did Canadian bacon or ham with the pineapple, oh, that's pretty good. And I still dip, even with pineapple, I still dip it in ranch. So I grew up in a small, you know, rural town. 5,000 people, and we had a pizza place called Monocles, they're only in central Illinois. And their claim to fame is they have a French dressing and they have a ranch dressing, and they would tell you, why don't you put a little on your plate and dip it with the pizza or whatever, blah, blah. Well, as a kid, I didn't know any different. Okay, and I'd do it, and it was good. I don't do it all the time, sure. but I agree. Occasionally, I'll do that, and it is delicious. So good. It's way better than people give it credit for. I don't even like French dressing on salad, though, so I'm not sure. How, I, man, I'm going to have to go to lunch today. Yeah. And get
get some pretty pizza. good. It's pretty good. Ooh, okay. Uh, yay or nay? Tis the season. White elephant gift exchanges. Does everybody in the room know what that is? Before we get to the answer, I don't think answers. everybody in this room. Okay, does. we've got. I know Danny, two, our producer, does. Two it. people shaking their head no. Okay, so, he actually thought he might be giving sexually charged gifts yes. to his friend's mothers. That's what I was told. <laughs> okay. I think they were screwing with you, Danny. I think they, were. <laughs> I think they wanted to see my reaction. To that. They they lied to you for one. Uh, white elephant is another way to phrase it is a grab bag where if you're having a group of people, especially if you don't know the people, so like an office party or whatever, you grab an item that's let's say under thirty dollars, you wrap it, and then everybody kind of pulls a number out of a card, and then you get to pick a gift off the table. Um, the added like bonus to a white elephant is you can steal gifts. So once somebody has already opened one up if you really like whatever that gift is instead of picking a new gift off the table you can steal it from them so it's yay or nay do you like the concept of that style of gift giving especially in a group environment like an office I've never done it, but I'd certainly be open to doing it. How so have it you never just, done it? <laughs> um, it's never come up. I mean, I'm not against it. I've just never done it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done too many. Um, I do mean, one every I haven't year. really worked anywhere but here, so like that, we've never done one here to my knowledge. Uh, we've never done, um, I've never done one here, but we do one, our family does one every year because so, instead of buying for all the cousins, you buy one gift and then everybody goes home I do with know, one. like I was in a, like a Danny situation where it was like friends at some point in my life mm-hmm. that we did it, but I didn't really understand. They're like, Nick, just take something, wrap it and keep it under whatever, 25 bucks and throw it in there. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> like, Danny's, Danny's story was that he thought it was going to be like a thing girls did and you give like dirty toys and whatnot, which is basically just a bachelorette party, just for the record. Um, there is definitely a subset of people who do that where it's like gag gifts. Like that's a lot of times like a white elephant will be that. So um, hopefully nobody in our family listens to this podcast because one of the things that we got this year for our white elephant was a bidet. So somebody's going to open up a bidet. Um, We've done Chia Pets. We've done um, onesies. We've done Nerf guns. We've done, uh, there's another one. We have a a big, huge tortilla blanket. Like it's a blanket that looks like a tortilla so you can wrap yourself up like a burrito. Like it gets so fun. And a lot of times they'll just phone it in and do like alcohol, which I somehow always pick that even though I don't drink. Um, But it's, it can be really creative and fun. No, I get it. And I can see how like if, if everybody picks really good gifts and you get them and it's talked about thing then yeah. yeah okay Big we yay. do a similar kind of thing with our like my wife's family i don't know if we i don't i don't think i've heard him call it white elephant but it's very similar where it's, it's numbers thing mm-hmm. and then you do something like but it's more of a, of a game because to your point you can steal you can trade you can do all this stuff and maybe it is called white elephant i don't know but i'm sure there's a like we also call it grab bag like i'm, I'm sure there's other bag. names yeah. for it yeah, I, think cool. I love it i think it's super fun we should do it at club champion <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next year for the 12 days of Christmas, we can do We just have to make sure nobody gets fired for bringing in something inappropriate. Well, we can make a list. <laughs> <laughs> of people to fire or... <laughs> All right, so... I would say I'd have one story that I thought was the best that I've ever seen in terms of a gift. And there was one Christmas that we were growing up and my dad took a gift that he'd given my mother like three or four years ago, rewrapped it and gave it to her. And she opened it up. And I was in tears. And basically, she looked like, this is great. And it it took her, like, it took her a little bit. 
And then she, she realized she, she realized got him. She got trolled. And I asked him about it later. And I said, that was brilliant. He said, no, the great thing was I survived that. Which was <laughs> and he's still married. And yeah, that's good. That was amazing. My favorite gift ever was not a Christmas gift. It was a birthday gift. And the people in this room, some of them may or may not know this about me, but my favorite food or food group is pickles. And when I was, I don't know, like 12 or whatever, like pickles, too. pickles are so good. Uh, I'll put them. I've put pickles on pizza. I put them on everything. I dip pickles in ranch dressing. I'm a crazy person. And everybody knew this about me when I was in whatever middle school or whatever you are when you're 12. And I had a birthday party as a 12 year old and not one, not two, but three separate friends got me a jar of pickles for my birthday. And it was the best gift I've ever received wow. in my life. Like they, I mean, they didn't even wrap it. They just like slapped a bow on the top of it. And I was like, oh yes. And I couldn't even wait to get home to open the jar of pickles. I was eating it right there at the birthday party. So Honestly, if anybody is listening from my family, just throw a jar of pickles in a bag and I'm good. <laughs> um, all right. I'm interested to see the reactions to this one. Yay or nay? Festivus. Well, I'm a big Seinfeld fan, so that's, that would be clearly a yay for me. I mean, I just the concept. Uh, the We're going to do the feats of strength at the end of this. Oh, oh that's great. Yeah. Airing of grievances. Yeah. I mean, I just think it, it's just brilliant. And I think the, the humor on Seinfeld was really unique. Yeah. So I, I, I have to say I'm a son fan. says your company sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's just such a quotable show. Uh, I mean, yeah. I still, I mean, it drives my wife nuts because she is not a Seinfeld fan. Same. But I'm 20, I mean, how long has 25 years or whatever. I've seen every episode, I think, 40 times. No, me I and your wife can watch Friends. I love it. I mean, oh, I love Seinfeld. I mean, there's not, the humor in that to me is spot on. Like, <sighs> it's you not know, they, like if you watched, um, what was the spinoff? Um, so, um, Larry David's other show. Uh, Kirby Kirby Enthusiasm. That was like a more extreme Seinfeld, but still, I love that, that awkward humor. I think it's great. My husband agrees. I don't. I, we've talked about this on the pod before. It's You're pretty much Friends or Seinfeld when you're in my age group, and I am squarely in the Friends box. <laughs> well, it's funny. I'll still watch some Friends, but yeah. Seinfeld is what trumps everything for me. So you're The Festivus is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's perfect for, you know, his dad to come up with this, this fake holiday where there's a pole and not a tree. Yeah. And, you're, you know, your different things are the feats of strength, so you fight each other. You have the airing of grievances, which actually, to be honest with you, everybody should just put that. I think that would help every family in America. I, dude, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have the airing of grievances. <laughs> you can get deep into some shit you don't want to get into on Christmas. It's a free space. <laughs> sure. And then you can, you can roll it into the feats of strength, which means... You can punch you, each other yeah, afterwards. Right. Oh, God. So I'm a fan. <laughs> I don't have a strong opinion. I'm not a Seinfeld fan. I did when I was when we were putting this list together, I did uh, just look up Festivus to make sure I had context in case either of you didn't like know what it was. And the first like Google question that populated was, "Did Festivus exist before Seinfeld?" And I'm like, oh, "Okay, all right, this is going to be an interesting conversation." I, I think I'm a meh. Like I don't have an issue with it. I it love it. Your- right? They it did. No, it did exist before Seinfeld. Really? Yes. So, so Jerry and David didn't come up with that on their own. They, I th- they came up with like the process of what you were just talking about, but oh, Festivus as a right. an event, the concept. I oh, I have yeah. no idea. That yeah. part, I just yeah. thought it was all that. Right. It was. Okay. I think people associate as soon as I said it, and Adam's like, "I'm a Seinfeld fan." Like that's what people associate it with. So that's fair. But I, I won't give it a yay or an a. I'm just kind of meh about it. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, because we are getting close to the end of the year, yay or nay. New Year's Eve parties. I'm going to go nay on that one. For me, you have to stay up pretty late, and then there's that pressure of, I don't know, having to have a good time and staying up, and I don't know. It's just, it's just seems like a lot going on there, so <laughs> I'll, I'd 
I'd just rather. So I'm a not. little bit like him in that. So in my 20s, I would answer this way differently. I loved we'd buy tickets to like parties in the city, stuff like that. Go to, you know, go down there, dress up, roll to the nines, have great food and hoot and holler or whatever. The older I get with kids, I'm the same. There's like this pressure. But then like you're like, I'm just kind of tired. <laughs> But I will say what I still like about New Year's, it's a good excuse to cook a really nice meal. Like we'll get oysters or do stuff like sure. that. So it's a good excuse to do something like a really nice meal or maybe have some nice cocktails or something like that that maybe I wouldn't normally have. Um, so I'll still say I'm in the middle because I get that. But I don't really want to stay up all night. And I definitely don't care about watching a ball drop. I never watch any of that. You guys, I'm in bed by like 930 <laughs> every single night. So if you're telling me Same. that I have to stay up till midnight just to drink alcohol that I don't drink and party with people I'm going to see anyway when I wake up the next day? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I agree. As long as you can, if you can have champagne and you have a really nice dinner yeah. and get to bed at a reasonable hour, like, great. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm good. I, and I like parties, whatever, that's fine. But like, I would reserve that for like Halloween or Christmas or something like that, where it's like, I actually care about celebrating this holiday. So I will I will watch the ball drop if I'm awake, but I'll usually only watch the one in New York because they're an hour ahead. And then once that's done, I'm out. I'm done. Can't do it. All right. Well, that is all we have for you guys today and for the year of 2022. So the next time that we talk to you, it will be 2023 and we'll have a whole new roster of guests and a whole new roster of things to talk about. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Did I miss any? Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy Hanukkah, everything. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. Festivus. <laughs> <laughs> happy and healthy at everyone. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Fits with the Founder. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to support the show. And if you want more equipment content, follow Club Champion on Instagram.